genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And today we're covering Minute 13 of Clerks, which is quite possibly the greatest shoe polish minute ever. And today we are joined from Starbase 66, Rick Tatro. Good evening, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to have you, Rick. Nice to have someone of your uh, qualifications being here. Okay. <laughs> Your qualifications were you had a microphone and you answered my email. There you go. <laughs> you meet all the qualifications. You have therefore met all the qualifications. <laughs> I made the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus qualification, you've actually seen clerks. Uh yes. Yes. Yeah, Although I got to admit fun with somebody who didn't. That would be pretty fun too. Yes, especially someone that has very delicate feelings. I feel yeah. like it would be a good movie for them. So this minute begins with Dante painting Veronica's nails and ends with Dante talking about a challenge. Yeah, so we started you off, Rick, with a very exciting minute. It's basically a one-shot of two characters. (laughs) (laughs) It's not exactly exactly the last ten minutes of the Avengers. Uh, No, no. But it is it is interesting in that it was the first bit of uh, a non-scripted on-screen business in a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, look at that. He's coming with more than you've ever had, Chris. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Apparently the uh, the 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 nail pot, the nail painting uh Halloran, 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 Hallahan. Halloran. Oh, oh, Halloran. That's it. Halloran. Oh, Halloran, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, he actually had some nail polish in his in his bag or something, and so they they uh, they did that. I may be wrong about who had the nail polish. It might have been. Her. I was going to say, uh, if he had the nail polish, I need to unpack that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know why he's he's painting her nails. If he had the nail polish, yeah, I, I think. But I asked this question to Chris last week, and I'll ask it to you this week, Rick. Uh, Rick. Um, <laughs> have you ever painted a woman's nails? Um. How about an adult woman, not your, not a child? Yeah, no, wait, but yeah, my daughter hasn't started that yet. I'm, I, not that I recall. Yeah, I, I had neither, and we, what we learned from this movie and from a, a sequel that will come along years later is this is kind of Dante's move. Hmm. Like he'll end up painting somebody else's nails further down the line. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I said before, I don't even, can't even imagine I'd be good at it. Like I wouldn't want to even try. Well, I you know part of what I do for a living involves painting, but then I would have to like get out masking tape and stuff. And uh, I, I was thinking think that, that would be very sexy. You maybe tape it off and get some spray paint. That would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be like uh, I can paint your nails, but I need forty-five minutes of prep time. <laughs> because... <laughs> I got that, that blue painter's tape. I'm going to put that around everything. I'm going to lay down some cloth. You clean all the, the excess off with gasoline at the end? <laughs> what have you been painting? <laughs> that's what takes everything off, gasoline, if you're outside. Yes. <laughs> and a one Those are just, that's just for the fumes. That has nothing to do with painting. I got to admit, even the way they're sitting looks odd to me, where she's sitting with her legs splayed, and he's kind of sitting in her lap. He's kind of in the the um, the submit, submissive position. You know what I mean? Like he seems, she seems like it should be reversed. Uh, apparently, you have not watched the first ten minutes of this movie. He's exactly True. in the position he should be in. True. You know what? You're right. He's right where he should be. You're absolutely right. I mean, if there is an arc to this movie, and many would argue there really isn't, 
it's him hopefully standing up for himself to anybody. <laughs> anybody at all. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's the universe's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> there is no power in this bottom. Oh, yeah, he was... He was whiny before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was whiny the first three seconds. Yeah. He was a millennial 30 years before. <laughs> <laughs> they pro- they would have the opposite reaction if they watched this. They'd be like, I don't understand why everybody's picking on this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's got a steady job. To get some- <laughs> <laughs> poor guy just wanted to get some power converters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except it's 90 minutes of that instead of, you know, the first 10 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he does kiss somebody, but thankfully, as far as we know, they're not related. It's not his sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so... They get into the sh- this. Uh, is this the first? I think this is the first time they mention about him smelling like shoe polish. Yeah. And we're gonna go back to when he makes the sign and uses the shoe polish. I gotta admit that's pretty creative to use the shoe polish. I probably would have been an idiot and used sharpie, and no one would have been able to read it. <laughs> but again, he didn't cover his hands or use anything to do it with. And shoe polish stinks. Like, oh yeah, I, I mean, awful. I mean, I, I know Rick. At some point, you've had to polish up a pair of boots. At some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that stuff think, is horrific. It just—if it touches your hand, you're like, "Well, that's gonna smell for the next eight hours." I think the yeah. only time I've ever used shoe polish is in Philadelphia on mischief night and on car windows. <laughs> um, I hopefully the uh, statute of limitations is over on that. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing that's not the worst thing that happened in the city that night. No, definitely not. <laughs> Maybe not even the worst thing we did that night, but <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Way to cover for your friends. That's a, a true Kenzo right there. Uh, I'll throw him under the bus. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there was never a greater moment in my life than uh, when the Air Force stopped using boots that needed to be polished. No. <laughs> they sw- they switched over to like suede boots. Mm. Oh, oh, when they, when the, the when the BDUs went uh, went desert color. Yeah, they went to, like, the weird halfway between, like, desert and greenish kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah our ABUs, they just they have suede boots. They're terrible and they suck, but you don't have to polish them, so. <laughs> you take the good with the bad. Yeah, I got out in 91, so I, or in 93, so I didn't get to play with any of that stuff. Yeah, I didn't even pop in until 97, so. <laughs> you kids. Oh, you skipped over when about the shoe polish. Uh, how about honesty through paranoia? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the world we're living in now. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a good theory. <laughs> you could run for president now and have that as your slogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a George Orwell running for uh, office. Yeah. When does this scene end? When this scene end? Oh, God. What is the last thing? That ha- the last thing I have is Dante talking about a challenge. That's the end of it. Yeah. Uh, he says, because she says, "Do you want to?" He talk. They talk. They start talking about having sex. Because yeah. she says, "Oh, he, she says something." Oh, can anybody see us down here? And he says, "Why do you want to have sex?" When she says that, it, she sounds pretty serious about it too at first. <laughs> well, that, that's. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't jumping too far ahead. I'm. You know, I've got the. I've got the script here in front of me, but I don't. I didn't mark where uh, where the ending of the minute is because, uh. like, one of my problems with this movie. 
is um, Marilyn. Ah, how the hell do you even pronounce her name? Gigliotti. Come on, East Coast people should know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was positive that this would be her one and only credit on IMDb, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Looks like a lot of it straight to video or, yeah. or a DVD. Um, but uh, the the one line she says in this that I actually absolutely believe is the one she was lying about when she goes, "Oh, can we?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She says that, and he has the reaction we all have. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, men are basically ruled by like their the monkey brain that's in there. Oh yeah. If you say, "Do you want to have sex?" and somebody says, "Can we?" I mean, really? Really? you can see you can see lights going <laughs> off in his eyes. Like, listen, I'm I'm down for whatever you're talking about right now. <laughs> like here, there, I, I'll close the store. I'll leave the store open. Either way, <laughs> you know, we can go right out in the aisle. We'll grab a Gatorade. <laughs> Considering the things that are going to happen this day in the uh, the quick stop, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. It wouldn't have been that big a deal. No way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was talking to Chris off mic about this. It's shortly after this where Dante goes from not just being whiny and maybe getting some pity sex of just being like, hey, I have some misogyny and I'd like to show it to you. <laughs> of, he, he goes through the typical guy like, oh, every girl's basically the same. Yeah. Oh, that's just what your significant other wants to hear. <laughs> All I gotta do is show up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember his exact line. We insert somewhere wet, preferably or tight, Place preferably close, wet, preferably wet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insert somewhere close and preferably moist. Thrust repeat. <laughs> yeah. And she goes flattering. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's something you say to a a friend, even a female friend who you're good friends with. You could maybe get away with saying that too. Maybe not your girlfriend. Who, not not, not someone you actually have a hope of sleeping with. Right, yes. not someone that can cut you off. No, you probably yeah. shouldn't say that. And not someone <laughs> who just five minutes ago rescued you from a gang. <laughs> True. <laughs> who, who proved that she was a little little more tough than you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend who you're a foot taller than and probably 100 pounds more than who had to come bail you out. <laughs> yeah, he literally drops the line, they just have to be there. Yeah. Oh, terrific. I guess there's no way you'll stray from me. <laughs> Since you've literally said every woman is basically the same. Yeah, women as lovers are basically the same. They just have to be there. That's exactly what he said. He, I mean, it goes on. Like, the rest of the week is, it's just a a tale of what not to talk about. I mean, <laughs> exactly. we're in step one. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> of, like, here's something you should never talk about with your partner. <laughs> Some things you just you you just think them and you just don't say them. This is the type of thing you say if you're breaking up with the person. Well, you're ruining all your chances, so you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like burning a bridge. I mean, thankfully, she's basically a saint and just lets him say whatever he wants. I guess maybe she just. I mean, at some point, I'm wondering if she just pities him. If think she thinks maybe he has like a traumatic brain injury or something. Well, he pretty much says my side is way harder than what you have to do. You know, that's, that's that's the gist of his whole conversation. And I'll say this. That's a little Kevin Smith bleeding through right there. <laughs> because <laughs> not not having sex, but he talks about it's harder to be a guy, and, I mean, most people would agree, in the courting aspect of it. Right. Guys are normally, you know, if we're going on the average, guys are the pursuers, the ones who are trying, like, 
what is your ratio of getting shot down to how many times you even get a conversation compared to how many times do you close that particular deal? Like, you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of kills going your way. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of bad things. <laughs> Where I think most men generally think, it's easy to be the woman. People come to you. Now, it's not that simple, but I think 1990s, 22-year-old character working in a convenience store thinks that's how it is. Definitely thinks that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do also soon find out that she's not the most discerning creature on Earth either, so... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. We'll get into that. All right. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, you, you, you popped in for an interesting week. <laughs> I, I'm glad your duties to the Starbase uh, allowed you to get away. You were able to uh, escape unharmed. Yeah, we, we don't get to talk about stuff like this on the Starbase because we got girls around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss... Listen, first of all, I've heard some conversations over there. <laughs> I, I can only I can only imagine what didn't make the cut. We're like, oh, we need to cut this out. <laughs> Actually, it's it's uh, well, I, I won't admit who's the biggest uh, gutter mind on the starbase, but uh, it ain't me. <laughs> Listen, I, I have my guesses. All right, <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything else. We mentioned all the stuff, the shoe polish, them being watched, and you know him thinking he might get lucky, and then immediately saying something that will guarantee that he will not get lucky. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you have anything else? No. Nothing at all. You got anything left, Rick, that we didn't cover? I know you said you had the script in front of you. Uh, not, not specifically. It's just, it's it's interesting. This Well, this whole movie can, can fall into this category, but... Uh, you know, this is the this is kind of the rough version of the of the classic Kevin Smith dialogue, which is really just kind of two monologues going on together uh, that we'll see used much better in later films. But this is it's it's interesting to see his voice in its larval form here. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I read a thing the other day. It might have been on maybe like a Crack dot com or a Listverse or one of those type sites, and it said like people who are good at one thing and terrible at something else, and Kevin Smith was on the list. And they were like, he's terrible at writing dialogue, but he's great at writing monologues. Yeah. Like when one person just is going to give a speech, he can write some and just crush people with speeches. But they hate his dialogue of people going back and forth. I'm not quite on board with that. I think he writes some good dialogue. Some, I mean, it can be hit or miss some places. Yeah, particularly this movie. And I think some of it is, I'll point it out. There's, I think there's one in the next minute. He makes some phrases some ways that people talk that have that, um, some other writers do it. You get an Aaron Sorkin or a Joss Whedon or a Tarantino where if somebody says something and you're like, nobody talks like that. Right. No one says that. Yeah. No, no one says that. No, no one uses that term. No one speaks the way you're speaking. And don't it's try not to even like, in New Jersey because I grew up there. Yeah. And so did I. And I like, the one part I get, the people just being casually mean to each other, yes, that is just the way it is. You, I mean, people, the first time they meet you, will immediately insult you. Because that is just the way it has to be. <laughs> you just walk in and be like, oh, oh my god, have you been that fat your whole life? <laughs> like, listen, I mean, you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> you just say something equally hor horrific back to them. Like, I don't know, have you always had that hairline at the back of your head? <laughs> All right, hey, you're good now. Yeah, and I didn't literally grow up in New Jersey. That was just hypothetically, just so you know. You grew up in Philly. It's ten <laughs> minutes from here. 
All right. Uh, I think uh, we're going to end this fun so we can come back to, tomorrow and have a little bit more fun. All right. So uh, if you would like to learn more about us, you can head over to Facebook and Twitter, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're Jay and Bob Minute at Twitter. Uh, go over to iTunes. Um, I assume it's functioning by now. And uh, download our episodes from there or uh, duelinggenre.com. And uh, where can they find you at, Rick? Uh, go to simplysyndicated.com and look me up on the uh, Starbase 66 or Simply Syndicated Movie News or uh, the 7th Chevron, my uh, Stargate podcast. Uh, see, if you didn't say that, I was going to ask him what the 7th Chevron meant because he wasn't going to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that's it for us. We should probably go because we're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs>